In our last podcast, I discussed three ways in which your unresolved past affects you in the present. If you haven't listened to it yet, I recommend you do so before listening to this episode. Today, I talk about how you can tell if your unhealed past is negatively impacting you in the present and what you can do to make peace with your past. Welcome to the Abundance Zone, offering you tips and tools for supercharging your ability to attract more of what you desire into your life. Learn how to step into the Abundance Zone and stay there more consistently and watch your life transform. Welcome to Episode 35 of the Abundance Zone. This is Dr. Eve DeLunis. I started this podcast because I love helping people to live more abundant lives. And over the course of my life, with 40 plus years of experience being a psychotherapist, I've discovered many methods that are very helpful for individuals in creating more abundance in their life, in raising their vibrations and living healthier and happier lives. I'm using this podcast as a way of sharing that information. If you would like to know more about my individual and small group coaching sessions, go to my website, theabundancezone.net, where there's lots more information, or you can email me at eve at theabundancezone.net. Life has a wonderful way of letting us know when there's something from the past that needs our attention. It does this by bringing people and situations into our lives that trigger the same strong emotions that are associated with our unhealed past. So a good way to recognize if there is something from the past calling for your attention is to step back and look at the big picture of your relationships and your life. What are the themes? What are the reoccurring patterns? Are there certain unpleasant feelings that frequently get activated within you? Feelings of being a failure, not good enough, unworthy, unlovable, hopeless, or inferior in some way? Or perhaps feelings of guilt or shame, fear, or sadness? Do you find yourself getting stuck in the same self-defeating patterns over and over? Some honest self-reflection along these lines may help you uncover a limiting pattern you would like to change. And that's terrific because that's the first step in making a change in your life. To get more information about where this pattern of yours came from, watch and wait until it gets triggered again. Let's take the example of Anna, who notices that whenever she is meeting with her work team, she feels scared to speak up for fear she will say something stupid that will embarrass her. Having identified a familiar, reoccurring feeling, it can be helpful if Anna gives it a label. Anna gives this some thought and decides that the feeling she gets is one of self-doubt and fear of embarrassment. 
Next, Anna can close her eyes and imagine the last time she was in a meeting and felt this self-doubt and fear of embarrassment strongly. She can then ask herself where she feels the fear of embarrassment and the self-doubt in her body and what those feelings are like there. In other words, does it create tension in that part of the body? Does it make it hot? Does she get an image associated with what those feelings in that part of the body are like? Uh, Just asking herself and getting as much information she can about where those feelings live in her body. Next, Anna can ask her inner being to show her the first time or an important time she felt the same feelings in her body. Once Anna has posed that question, all she needs to do is focus on the feelings and sensations in her body and wait. It's important that Anna doesn't try hard to remember anything. That's not the pathway to uncovering this information, which is generally stored in the subconscious. In Anna's case, as is true for many of us, she has a number of memories pop up, things that she hadn't exactly forgotten, but she kind of pushed away because they were unpleasant for her. First of all, Anna remembers being teased relentlessly by her older siblings, but the teasing went a little too far in some cases and was very hurtful to her. She also remembered giving a book report during the third grade and having other students begin to laugh at her because of the way she pronounced certain words since English was not Anna's first language. She felt humiliated and very hurt in this situation. So these were two examples of situations in which Anna, as a child, as a small child, felt very hurt. She felt very embarrassed. She felt very ashamed uh, because other people were laughing at her and making fun of her, whether it was her classmates or her older siblings. All right, continuing to move on with Anna's uh, situation, which is an example for you of how you work with these kinds of things. Anna can then imagine her present day self going back to the painful event from her past, each painful event from her past, both the times when her siblings are relentlessly teasing her and the time in class when she's giving the book report. And the key is not for her to relive these painful events, but for her to connect with her younger self and provide her younger self with love and support and understanding to acknowledge how her younger self is feeling and to help her younger self see the situation from the perspective of her older self. So again, this is the key, having her bring to mind these earlier life events that were very painful to her, having her older self, her present day self, pretend to step into those scenes, not reliving those scenes, but allowing her older self to nurture her younger self 
to provide her younger self with love and support and encouragement and assistance and guidance during those moments and come to some kind of resolution within herself about those scenes and events by sharing a higher perspective, the perspective of her present day self and understanding what was happening and why, helping her process it from a new place, a place of greater wisdom and higher understanding. Now, doing this process is a powerful way to make peace with your past and to transform your present. Doing this can deactivate the emotional charge so you no longer have the emotional trigger in the present situation. In Anna's case, by soothing and loving her younger self at a difficult moment, Anna can find her voice and release her fear of being heard at team meetings in the present day. That's how it works. When you go back and heal the wounds of the past, make peace with your past, resolve the issues from your past, what happens is you liberate yourself from old restrictive patterns, self-defeating patterns in the present. And you raise your vibration so that you can step into the abundance zone. Remember, as I said in episode 34, these unresolved issues from our past that have a high emotional charge are causing our vibration to be lower, even when they are repressed and we're not aware of their presence. They are there in our energy field, affecting our vibration in less than desirable ways. So when you go back and heal the past, not only do you liberate yourself in the present to change old restrictive patterns, limiting patterns, but you also instantly raise your vibration. Healing these wounds from the past also helps improve your health because until they are healed, these emotions are in your energy field and in your body. And over time, they begin to cause disease. So it's very important that we become aware of them and we release them. If you want more detailed information about how to do this, I suggest you get a copy of my book, New Science, New Brain, New You, which gives you step-by-step instructions in how to heal unresolved issues from your past. For more information, you can go to my website, theabundancezone.net, and then click on book. Also on my website, you can find information about my individual and small group coaching sessions. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Abundance Zone. Wishing you a beautiful week. Bye.